Some football podcasts can be boring, using advanced language and just all around not being fun. My mission as a 13-year-old Jets fan is to make fun and articulate podcasts great for Jets fans of all ages. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Teen Jets Podcast. So, this is going to be a crazy, crazy podcast. So, if you saw the title, you saw that I'm going to be interviewing someone. And that someone is Neville Hewitt, starting inside linebacker on the New York Jets. Oh, my goodness. It was a great interview. Uh, and I cannot wait to show you guys what happened in the interview. And so, yeah, it's going to be starting right about now. So I'm just going to ask you some quick questions. So the first one is what age you started playing football at? Uh, at about 10. Funny story, I actually started running when I was 10, and I've been doing it ever since. So that's kind of funny because... He started playing football when he was 10. He's been doing it ever since. I started running when I was about 10. I've been doing it ever since. So that's something really cool. And I forgot to say it then, but yeah, it's cool that I have something sort of in common with an NFL starting player. Did you play any other sports growing up? I played basketball and a little bit of soccer. I also like playing basketball. But uh, I also did play soccer when I was younger a little bit. Uh, My entire family (laughs) likes soccer, so I'm the only one who isn't a big soccer fan in my family. So, yeah, and growing up, I played soccer a bit when I was younger, but not anymore. So do you have a sibling or siblings? Yeah, I have a younger brother. Um, my mom's side, I have an older brother, younger sister, and I got a whole bunch of other siblings that I haven't met yet. Yeah, I also have a younger sibling, so I kind of know what that's like to be, like, to have a younger sibling. It's definitely not boring, so I can say that much about having a younger sibling. Did they ever go to any of your games growing up? Uh, my younger brother went to the most of my games, and then when I got to college, uh, not too many people got to see me play when I was in college. You're really tall, (laughs) and according to Pro Football Reference, you're six feet and two inches tall, so have you always been tall? Yeah, I've always been bigger than, like, like, growing up, I've always been bigger than people my age, and kind of, you've been about six one since high school. So... While Neville Hewitt has always been tall, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm supposed to get a high school growth spurt, though, and be kind of tall when I'm an adult, but I don't know. I guess I'll see when I'm an adult how tall I am. Do you have any tips on playing football? Uh, well, keep your, if you're playing defense, keep your head up. Mm-hmm. Offense, keep your head up when tackling. Um, and if you, if you plan on playing, you got to be dedicated and work hard. Nothing's going to be given to you. So the piece about keeping your head up, very important, because if you tackle with your head down, uh, or if you get tackled and someone's head is down in uh, charging into you as they're tackling you, you can get injured that way and get a serious neck injury. So that's very important to know. I will definitely keep that in mind if I ever play tackle football. And... 
being dedicated, that is definitely true for all sports. Uh, I definitely try to be dedicated with everything I do. Like, yesterday, I had, like, an hour's worth of homework, and I just got it all done, even though it was a Friday. So, being dedicated to whatever you're doing is really important. What are the main changes going from playing college football to uh, to the NFL? Um, more mental. It's more, you got to study a lot more. It's more mental than physical. Um, you definitely got to be strong enough, but... It's just a lot of there's a lot more studying and plays and and your opponent. It's the biggest difference. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it definitely does seem like rookies do make a lot of mental mistakes because they do have to learn so much. So that does make a lot of sense because NCAA football is so much easier than NFL football because there's less to memorize with the playbook and all it's basic football whereas the NFL is so many different things that you have to know and remember so you can't really blame rookies that much whenever they make mistakes does the team have a different energy in the practices with Sam Darnold returning from sickness yeah we're very excited that he's back and uh, working hard Yes, that was one of the biggest questions that I was wondering is, like, is the offense really any different uh, in practices with Arnold returning? Like, is the defense more energized, kind of like, wait, we've got a chance? So that's good to know that they are definitely, like, that the energy is definitely different uh, because that's what you look for with the starting QB for them to kind of like change the energy of the team around them when they're uh when they're playing so that's great let's hope that Darnold returns uh well and can just have a great finish to the year do you have a second favorite sport to play uh basketball but I haven't played in a, in a while yeah, that reminds me of a year or two ago, uh, Patrick Mahomes was playing basketball and Andy Reid was mad at him because he could get injured and that was a controversy for like two weeks, but it was a memorable two weeks for me at least because I remembered thinking like, yeah, that's like so weird that they have to really like think about like trying not to, like they can't really charge that much or else they could risk getting injured and that would just be terrible if they're out through the year because they got hurt playing basketball all the fans would be mad at them so yeah you got to be careful with that type of thing and I mean I like basketball too did you have a favorite athlete growing up yeah uh Sean Taylor and Ray Lewis yeah I mean I guess it makes sense that a starting inside linebackers favorite uh, two players growing up are two of the hardest hitting players ever growing up. Uh, Sean Taylor unfortunately passed away in his third season uh, as a safety with the Redskins, but he still had such a memorable career, and you can search up his highlights. It's crazy. He had, like, this one hit in the Pro Bowl 
was ridiculous, and it was just a crazy hit. So, yeah, Sean Taylor is definitely one of the more fun players to watch while he was playing. And Ray Lewis, it's funny because when I made that question, I was initially thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if Ray Lewis is going to be one of the players because uh, he was a really good he was, he's one of the best middle linebackers ever, and he retired only five years ago, but he was playing for so long that a lot of NFL players were kids when he was playing, and yeah, I was just interesting that uh, I kind of predicted who he was going to say before he actually did say. Do you do, like, do you have any... Uh, hobbies when you that you do when you aren't playing football. Uh, I play Madden occasionally, like once or twice a week, and uh, a little bit of reading, but really be chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. You're on my Madden mobile team. I just remembered that, so that's cool. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Um, I would say curry chicken, but like my favorite thing to eat is. Candy Ams. <laughs> it's like my go-to. I could get it. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, because every year for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, my grandma makes this uh, like candied sweet potato with marshmallows, uh, casserole kinda, and it's so good. It's basically candied sweet potatoes and marshmallows. So yeah, it's. So good. I'm guessing it tastes really similar to candy DMs because they're basically the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, that must taste really good. Do you have an off-season workout routine? Yeah, I work out in Florida like the first three months of the year, first two to three months, and then when you get closer to the training camp, I train up here with an, an, another guy, and this mic is kind of more old-school, heavier weights. Yeah, I've been to Florida before, and it's a really awesome place. Uh, and I only went to Disney World, but I do remember so much about like how nice it was outside and how there were palm trees, and it was really cool. So, yeah, that must be awesome to get to work out there while the weather's cold up here. It's warm down there, and then going back up right as the weather starts to get too hot there, and starts to heat up here that must be pretty cool because you're never in freezing temperatures why did you choose to go to marshall university for college um, i went to georgia military college then when i was transferring from there um i had off of, i had one more school to visit um auburn but I had an offer from Colorado State, um, and it was what, App State, and it was a few other schools, but it, if I knew going to Marshall, I, I have the best chance of um, getting playing time to be able to go to the league, so I decided to go there. So that's a pretty smart decision because if you went to a smaller Division two school, uh, while you might have stood out more, uh, it's would take a lot more to make it to the NFL. But if you went to Auburn, you might have not been able to start. And even if you did start, you wouldn't be one of the best starters. So Marshall is a really good 
uh, opportunity to kind of stand out but not be at a school that people look at less, really. So that was a really smart move. Uh, I will definitely take that into consideration uh, for a lot of stuff in life is go to a place where you feel like you can do your best and you can still achieve future dreams. So that's my uh that's my final question. Appreciate so yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. So yeah, and thank you again uh because as an NFL fan, it's crazy because this guy that I've only seen on TV before and in a video game just suddenly is here talking to me in real life. That's just crazy, and and it's just amazing. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Okay, so now I'm going to continue on with my podcast like I would normally do. Uh, Only thing is that there is this crazy interview right before. But, uh, so, my podcast is divided into three parts. The past part, present part, and future part. In the past, I talk about the Jets' last game, not very far in the past. Pleasant part, I talk about the Jets' news and NFL news, so, like, pretty recent stuff that's important to know. And in the future part, I talk about the Jets' upcoming game, which I will do also in this podcast. So, firstly, I'm going to talk about the present and Jets' news mostly, but there's also a bit of NFL news. So... Firstly, Jamal Adams appealed a $21,000 fine for hitting Baker Mayfield uh, on a sack, and he called the league a joke, and it was a really dumb fine. But he ended up winning the appeal, which is really rare. So that's a great job there, Jamal Adams. Uh, other In other great news for the Jets... Jordan Jenkins, Brandon Copeland, and most importantly, Sam Darnold are going to be back in the next game. Uh, Jordan Jenkins is a probably, but it's looking like he's going to return. So yeah, we can only hope that he returns because if he returns and Brandon Copeland returns, that's the Jets' two starting outside linebackers. And them plus... uh, Neville Hewitt is going to be a crazy good linebacking core. Uh, because I'd say that Jordan Jenkins might be the most underrated outside linebacker in the league. He had seven sacks last year and was more of a one-stopper. So he was really good. And then uh, Brandon Copeland was pretty good. He definitely was a really great player to replace uh, other guys when they went down. And he's probably, and he might do really well this year. So, I don't know. We will see. But he is coming back from a four-game suspension. And then Sam Darnold, uh, I've talked about before, he had mono. And then now he's going to be fine. If he gets hit, his spleen is not going to rupture because it's back to a normal size. There are no worries there. He's not at any risk of dying. So, well, in... Except, obviously, the really low chance because he's playing tackle football with a bunch of 300-pound guys running at him. But uh, in other injury news, not good, though. Chris Herndon, I was 
going to be starting him on my fantasy team, and he's injured. He came back from his four weeks his four game suspension, but there is also a bye week, so it isn't a four week suspension. It's a five week suspension, basically. Uh, and then he if he can't play in this game, that's going to be six weeks. And then if he can't play next week, it's going to be seven weeks. So we're getting pretty close to half of the year uh, already. So let's just hope that he can play next week or maybe even this week. Uh, and CJ Mosley still is injured. I don't know how much time, more time it's going to take him because I've been saying he's going to recover in a week. He's going to recover in a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah, he should be recovering in a week. So I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell. So I know, let's just hope that everyone gets healthy again and the Jets can make the playoffs somehow on a really improbable route and then go on to win the Super Bowl. That's the dream ending to the season, is that they somehow make the playoffs and go all the way to the Super Bowl where they end up winning. But it's not very likely that they are going to even make the playoffs, which is the first step to winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Because this year has not been going well. Everything has just been getting messed up by bad luck. Like, their QB ends up getting mono and can't play or else he might die it's like it's like there's like there's got to be some kind of curse on the jets so speaking of curses possibly messing up their season uh someone who could join the team but probably won't because they're looking for uh more of a competitive team to join oh they'll be used is stefan diggs it would make perfect sense for him to join with the Jets, but they don't have nearly enough draft capital to give away. It would probably take a first and a second round pick because Amari Cooper, when he was with the Raiders, was not having a very good season. And uh, Stefan Diggs is having a pretty good season. But when Amari Cooper got traded for a first round pick, that was kind of resetting the receiver trade market because... Stefan Diggs can say, hey, I'm doing better. I'm on a reasonable contract, and I have a bunch of years left on my deal. Like, you guys should be giving up a ton to get me. Uh, I was part of the Minneapolis Miracle. Like, he has a lot that he can... Like, the Vikings can use a lot to get a trade out of him. However, he's kind of been more vocal about wanting to get traded. So, like, you got to wonder if he's hurting his value a bit by saying, like, I want to get traded. So still, though, like, a first and a second should be a fair amount. But should he join the Jets? I don't think so because they don't have the draft capital to trade for him. And they aren't willing to be giving up a what could be a top-five first-round pick. But I don't know. It's We will see what that pick turns into, but... I don't think they're going to want to give that up just to get one receiver who will be a great replacement to Quincy Inunua when Quincy went out in week one. But I don't know, though, because he's going to want more of a competitive team, and the Jets aren't very competitive right now. Maybe towards the end of the season, they'll be competitive, trying to get the number six seed. But we will see. And 
Duck Hodges, uh, Delvin Hodges of the Steelers is going to be starting. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, I don't know because he's never really played a game, so you shouldn't quite count him out right yet. But I mean, it's it's Delvin Hodges. I've never heard of him before in my life, and I mean, I guess if the Steelers aren't bringing anyone in to be the starter. That's kind of saying something about how much they believe in him. You know who else uh, was a late-round pick QB that the team believed in this year that uh, everyone was kind of counting out when he got his turn but ended up being great? Well, Delvin Hodges wasn't a late-round pick, but Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, let's see how he does. Maybe Juju does... Uh, keeps up his crazy numbers. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so now on to the future segment where I will be talking about the Jets' upcoming game against the Dallas Cowboys. So, first uh, upcoming thing, Chris Herndon is going to be doubtful to play, and Ryan Griffin is going to need to step up because Chris Herndon is, was probably the Jets' best receiver last year. Uh, outside of Robbie Anderson towards the end of the year uh, when Quincy was injured and Jermaine Kirsch wasn't doing very much. So, yeah, we're going to need Chris Herndon back in a week, and Ryan Griffin is going to have to prove why he's the starter and why he should be when Chris Herndon gets back. But it's prediction time. I'm 3-1 and one on the year, and Ezekiel Elliott, this is my prediction, he will crack 80 yards rushing. I was going to say 100, but I'm thinking about it more. That would be if he's, if it's a blowout in the first quarter, they're going to be running it to Zeke the entire game. But if it's a close game, or at least kind of close, which is what I think, they're going to want to throw through the air to kind of keep their lead. And I don't know, maybe they're going to run the clock out with Zeke, but I just cannot really see that happening. I think Dak's going to try to prove why he wants his contract extension. And I don't know. That's the end of this podcast, though. Uh, Let's hope the Jets win. Goodbye.